1: Welcome to SideQuest, Side Uh Tonight is Thursday, June 29th, I believe, which means by next week's episode, the Great American Holiday, known as the 4th of July, will have passed. Well, today,
2: June 29th, is a Great American Holiday for me. There we go. Because it's my mom's birthday. And oh. I never would have been born uh, an American if it wasn't for my American mom. So this is this is a big day for me. It's very wow. special. And you, you know what's
3: funny is I also celebrate Joe's mom's birthday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal. It, mostly on the West Coast. Mostly on the West Coast. <laughs> I think he's
1: he's uh, insinuating that he has had sexual relations with your mother.
2: Oh, <laughs> I didn't pick up on his that. son.
3: No, I didn't. I was. I, that is going did, how far. did you get that? How did you? Uh, That's what I'll I tell I you how he
2: got that. All boys high school. That's the, immediate, <laughs> like the first thing that comes The way into he
1: said it was like, I also celebrate your mom's birthday. <laughs> if You coming. know what
4: I mean. <laughs> was there a joke in your all boys Catholic high school that did not eventually resolve this being something about someone's mother? Uh,
1: yeah, it usually went uh, in a way uh, that I can't say on the air. It often often went that way. And uh, it was was pretty horrible. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, it's pretty horrible. It was pretty horrible. <laughs> um, but let's talk about Fourth of July. Do you guys, are you big, I mean, it's weird, there's this, like, holiday gap. If you're a holiday person, some people really glom on to Fourth of July, because it's like, there's this holiday drought until Labor Day and, and, and Halloween. Um, so I think that some people get really fired up about this. Do you, are you guys big Fourth of July, big fireworks people? I guess those can be mutually exclusive, but not really. Skid, I feel like you don't like fireworks. They're like two Loud.
5: No, I I used to like fireworks quite a bit. I used to get pretty excited about them, and then I saw when I was in Japan, I saw like when I growing up in Denver, actually at the park uh, displayed behind me, we used to have an annual fireworks display. And uh, looking back, it was incredibly lame. Like there would be one, like poof, like every three minutes. <laughs> And then the finale was like, poof, poof, poof. And like, that was it. And we'd all go home. And I, it was very exciting as a kid. But then I, li- I was living in Japan and they had a firework celebration outside Tokyo that we went to. And it, was, it wasn't it was even, a, I don't think it was even a holiday. It was just like a, a, a Saturday. And it was like two hours of what would count for a finale anywhere in America on 4th of July. It was just like, boom, 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 (laughs) boom. So, that kind of my firework experience peaked. And I've just, everything's been a letdown ever since. So,
4: So America has been a letdown ever since that time.
5: America kind of (laughs) sucks. I hate to be the one to say it.
1: (laughs) I'm surprised Denver didn't have a bigger display. (laughs) I would think a major American city would have. uh, Not in the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Matthew, I feel like it could go either way with you. You either like uh, not into it at all, or you were like one of those white trash degenerates that drove across the border to buy fireworks.
4: No, to- <laughs> sadly. I mean, that, that might have made my life more exciting. But no, I mean, like I fireworks are fine. I feel like a little bit like the thrill is gone at this point. I'm waiting until... Mira can appreciate the fireworks, and then they'll be exciting. I'm yeah. always, I've always been a big fan of the really bassy ones, the ones that have like they, they, they light up, and then there's yeah. like a second oh, just delay, the, like and then you
5: flash of light, and yeah, then boom.
4: yeah and you feel fun. it, and your, you feel it in your innards. Yeah that, yeah, that was, that was what I was a fan of, like those pretending to be in war for a minute.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's really fun <laughs> and exciting.
4: <laughs> if it gave some people in the crowd PTSD flashbacks, whatever, <laughs> that was what I, that was the kind. That's of, the
5: thing that bugs me is thinking about the dogs, the pets. Yeah. Dogs.
4: somebody go, think yeah. about the yeah. dogs yeah dogs don't like it but i don't
1: really care for dogs
4: oh that is a disturbing thing to know about you now um <laughs> also my neighborhood here like they're, they're people are absurdly into fireworks so they start setting them off like days before the fourth of july yeah. and it's it's just it's just too much
1: that happens that happens out here too uh it happens uh, everywhere Joe, you big uh, big Fourth of July guy? Could say Philadelphia Independence Day. That's like second Christmas. Like well, like most holidays,
2: my favorite thing is the food. And Fourth (laughs) of July, I love. I just love barbecues, and so you know that's a good holiday for like. You're like we have to eat disgustingly huge burgers and dogs today. It's it's an American tradition, so I I do enjoy grilling outside and uh, and hanging out. But Fourth of July tends to be hot. Out here like really hot uh, Whereas you know Memorial Day You can kind of get the same thing And it's much better weather So I, I probably hedge toward Memorial Day But Fourth of July is just bigger in the sense that like more people are off And business clo- kind of closes down Which is great And So I, I love that time off But um, yeah no I'm not a big fireworks guy Never have been um, my in-laws are, my father-in-law in particular, old Mani. you know Money. Mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's into fireworks and he's great about like buying a ton of fireworks for like the kids to set off. And by the kids, I mean like the kids that are like 14, 15, like they actually set them off and that's kind of fun, like setting off your own backyard fireworks and some that are like big old honkers where they like get out of the way it's just like boom like those are those are fun to set off yourself but yeah fireworks displays by the township or the city or whatever i'm like i could miss them and i wouldn't care at all
1: wow uh jared what about you big fourth of july guy
3: i'm you know i want to be a uh contrarian and say that i like fireworks but fireworks are like parades which is who gives a shit uh, the most the most trivial thing you can risk losing your fingers for for sure <laughs> yeah and uh i am That's not an minimal emperor. benefit i am not an emperor in 10th century china so they do not impress me much yeah i but, feel um, like fireworks have been
5: surpassed by other entertainments yeah. yeah, In the last few decades.
4: I mean, they've been surpassed by other explosives. I mean, we can now drop nuclear bombs and end the world. Do we really need to light up the sky a little that's bit?
5: That's how we should be celebrating.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Is you're that right what now. you're suggesting, Matthew? We should do yeah, that No, I'm instead. just saying. That it, it,
2: sounded like what Matthew was suggesting. Like, <laughs> I'd be more interested if we just picked a country to nuke. Like, that's that's, worse kind of, that's than what than me saying, I, I don't
3: like dogs
4: i've been i've been i've been keeping it quiet over our eight years of podcasting but i actually am a big proponent of mutually assured destruction
3: you know (laughs) i i was with matthew last fourth of july and he was just staring at photos from hiroshima the whole time (laughs) (laughs) and singing the star-spangled banner (laughs) under his breath every,
1: every few
4: every every few minutes i would just go america (laughs)
1: oh god (laughs) while eating a tofu dog uh when i was a kid uh there was a festival every fourth of july and it lasted for four days it would either be july 1st to the 4th or the 2nd to the 6th and there would be fireworks two days so either two and four or four and six and everyone in the whole town would come out to this festival. And I lived within walking distance of it. So once I got old enough, my parents would just let me go down there. I mean, we went down there every day. And you know how like you look back at things when you're a kid and you're like, that was amazing. And then if you went now, you're like, oh my God, this is really shitty and no one's here. But I think it genuinely, my memory of it is is correct. That like everyone in town in there was there and there was just thousands of people and everyone would sit there and, and watch the fireworks and people would park all the way up to our house, which was like a 15 minute walk away the, the cars the whole city would be there and it was such a, a big event um so i always have a, a a warm a warm memory of
3: fourth of july
1: that uh cannot be recreated now
3: unfortunately yeah like you're so saying america days. you're saying america used to be better back when you were young i it used I, to I, be that's basically what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there are some people that think that it could be great again troy i don't know about <laughs> that true. jared i don't know
2: just, you just <laughs> but I bet the you, they love Fourth the of July. <laughs> uh,
1: what I love is playing side quest side sesh, and that's side what we're going quest. to do this evening. Uh, episode one, character creation. Episode two, let's meet the crew and find out what the mission is. <laughs> uh, episode three, I really don't know what's going to happen, but let's do a quick recap. Last week, we were reintroduced to everyone's favorite Noel,
5: Karazor. Does Karazor have a last name? No. That's part of – because his uh, tr- tribal tradition, there's, there's, only, there's only one name. Karazor. I like it. Your, your fame is supposed to be transcendent enough that you would never need
4: a last name.
5: <laughs> like share. Cher. <laughs> 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 said, sure. Certainly,
1: uh, your fame precedes you. Um, well, we find out that the has had a pretty Carzor has had a pretty rough decade uh, ever since escaping the Midnight Mirror and watching as his allies were beheaded. Uh, he's been working with Nikesor's brother and niece, uh, along with this shadowy cabal of vigilantes who all wear the mask of the Crystal Ghost. Uh, it seems that Nikesor's influence has extended far beyond the throne of Carpad. Not only has he strengthened his position with uh, Fay alliances from the First World, but he's been brokering deals with the bordering nations uh, to Nidal, Malthun, Nirmathas, and he may even have friends in the Umbral Court. But the Crystal Ghosts plural, believe this is all a distraction for something he's planning way far to the south uh, in the magic-scarred lands uh, known as the Impossible Lands. This is beyond Avestan. Um And the Crystal Ghosts have uh, made a deal with the Pathfinder society to allow, uh, you Karazor, and, uh, a band of, uh, mercenaries or adventurers or soldiers of your choosing, uh, to find out, uh, to 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 kind of go down there as long as you find out what happened uh, to this Pathfinder Society uh, member who disappeared um, on this remote island nation of Beaupont. So you can go down there looking for what Nikesor's connection to all of this is as long as you help out the Pathfinder Society by finding out what happened uh, to someone by the name of Selmius Foster. Uh, a hand, your handler, uh friendly to the Crystal Ghosts, uh, a Pathfinder by the name of Kumrock Blackthane. This dwarf is waiting for you uh, in Quantium, uh, the capital city of Naxi. Tells you there may not even be a civilization there in Bopan anymore. But if this there is, you are acting on behalf of the Society, despite anything that you may be looking for. And you should be discreet and tactful in your approach. Should you encounter. An actual civilized society there. So you have now teamed up with an uh, automaton named Balthazar the Mild, uh, a uh, summoner uh, named Rufus of Opara, and a mysterious masked stranger known only as Champ, kindly. Uh... So let's talk about this. Um, you're you're in Quantium. You're you're sitting there having drinks with uh, this dwarf. And uh, do you have any questions for him? What do you want? Sorry, could you yeah. just give me his name one more time? Kumrock <laughs> thing oh, That's right. Good name. The last thing he said to you, you know, obviously it'd be discreet. He's like, we want you to. Uh, he's going to take you on his boat. It's a it's a long journey to get out there. He's going to try and bring you around, but the weather is usually bad this time of year, and he may have to drop you uh, on the near side, which means you would have to trek through the jungle. But he wants you to find out what you can about old Selmius, if there's even a, a society there. Uh, he doesn't know. Uh, speaking of society, let's let's see if you if you have any foreknowledge of this. So, what's everybody's? Uh, Uh, sort of skill in society. Joe, what do you have? Zero. Zero. Uh, My character
2: woke up for the first time in his life, as far as he's concerned, in a room in a tomb, and he just got out a couple days ago. So he's never been anywhere or met anyone. Actually, that's not true. He's uh, met a lot of passersby, but it's hard for him to know about the greater world.
5: I like the idea of you waking up in a shipwreck. Like in a sunken ship. You were talking about that the other day. Like you woke up in a sunken ship, a ship that's been sunk for like 300 years. You wake up and sort of just walk across the sea floor until you find beach. <laughs> <deep. laughs>
2: I like that. Well, let's see. Yeah, he could have memories of uh, perhaps that's where he was originally drawn from or something by this necromancer.
1: Well, it's not surprising that you don't know anything. Um, yeah. Karazor, what is your skill in society? Plus seven. Plus seven. And, yes, uh, I'm more than familiar with all the
6: workings
0: of high society.
1: High and low. You're a man <laughs> of the people. Um, <laughs> a knoll of the people. Knoll of the people. Balthazar the Mild, uh, you've been around a long time, uh, but have you studied your history?
4: Uh, that's a plus one for me. Your, uh, the, the ways and means of you, your flesh sack existence have interested me very little.
1: Rufus of Opara, uh, were you put through the finest schools? uh, The finest prep schools?
3: No, I dropped out of the finest schools. But I've done a lot of backpacking uh, across Avistan. Stayed at a lot of hostels. Been at some parties with girlfriends who don't want to see me anymore. And I have a plus six. (laughs)
1: Uh, all right, so you don't, uh, this, the name doesn't ring a bell. Uh, Balthazar the Mild, though, you seem to recall uh, that Selmius uh, is most known or most famous for his uh, explorations in Vudra, which ultimately led to Vudra opening up its lucrative spice trade to merchants from Absalon. And, uh, to reward the Pathfinder Society for Selmius's efforts, the city of Absalon, uh, donated an old manor to the Pathfinder Society, um, which is where they ended up, uh, founding the Grand Lodge, um. The manor is now called the Water Palace, and it remains on the grounds of the Grand Lodge to this day. The last Pathfinder chronicle to mention Selmius was written by his assistant, someone by the name of Adolphus, who said that he was killed by, quote, dog-faced people on Bopon, but didn't elaborate any further. Um... After Selmius' death, uh, Adolphus and his wife, uh, a woman by the name of ganje founded a Pathfinder Lodge right here in Quantium. Now, Karazor, you remember uh, that in addition to his skills as an explorer, Selmius Foster was an expert negotiator whose silver tongue opened new doors for the Pathfinder Society. Um, But given how badly Selmius failed uh, due to his disappearance, uh, the people on Bopan are most likely not interested in parlaying with unwelcome visitors. Now, of course, since these are secret checks, this information could be very true or very erroneous um, for either of you.
2: Um, Bopan is not, is uncharted, In terms of civilizations, so like we don't have, we don't even know if they're human or not. Like we just know there, there are a people in on the island of Bopan, and nothing is known about them. And he was going to find out about them, and he was a smooth talker, so he thought he could be that a good emissary for civilized society or whatever. And he was never seen again.
1: Yes, correct. He's one of the founding members of the Pathfinder Society that went out there and never returned. If Balthazar's memory uh, serves him correctly, uh, all you know is that he was killed by some dog-faced people. Um, But was that part of the civilization? Was it just a wild animal? Uh, Who knows? It may not even be true. Um, Maybe they're just ugly. (laughs) Maybe they're just ugly.
6: Nation of ugly people.
4: After several thousand years, you all have become rather ugly to me.
1: The grandfather clock has an opinion, <laughs> <laughs> and no one, to uh, at least to the Pathfinder Society's knowledge or, or any written uh, history, has traveled out to Beaupont set. So it's super remote. Um,
4: how do we? How do we get to Bopon? Boat? We're,
1: we'll take my boat, the unsinkable. Uh, it's about a six-seven oh, <laughs> weeks journey. I I propose we rename Seven. the boats before we
6: set sail Oh my great grandfather called it the unsinkable and
1: did my great my grandfather and my father I can't change the name now it would be an insult to my family tree
3: Cumrock can I ask you a question it's cumrock sorry yes. sorry not cum, cum rock. Okay, cum, cum stone. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen any of these dog faced people?
1: No, no. You, I assume you're referring to the uh, the the notes. They were written by his uh, assistant. There may be truth to them. Uh, we don't. We, we don't know for sure. The, uh, we did find a letter uh, from one of Selmius's adventuring companions, a woman by the name of uh, Karina Napsenar, uh who, who referred to Selmius as a bit of a pompous buffoon, uh, a, a scholar, and by no means a, a diplomat. And she expressed that, uh, with regards to his journey to Bopan, uh, she uh, feared for his safety. And uh, more than she held out any hope that he would actually uncover anything. So it seems like she held a a very low uh, opinion of him. Now, maybe it was just Karina venting her frustrations with Selmius. They were traveling companions for many years. And and by all accounts, old Selmius had a a tendency to get in trouble when taking the lead in complex social situations.
3: I have an annoying question. Please! Well, okay, I'll do it in character. Um... If the assistant knew about the dog-faced people, then how come... Like, where's the assistant? How come he didn't also disappear and then never come back to tell us about the dog-faced people? Does that make sense? It does, it does. Yes, it seems
1: that... Um Uh, Many of those who knew him well Were not very fond of him Uh, Maybe he didn't treat them well Or maybe he was just a fool Or maybe something happened out there That uh, soured uh, the relationship So that people did not want to Dig any further But uh, Alfonso and his wife Are no longer with us And so their secrets are lost to time Hmm.
6: Sounds less that he was possessed Of a golden Of a silver tongue Than being a golden
1: turd Yes, perhaps. Uh, And yes. so this would all run counter to your your memory of reading something about him being this silver-tongued diplomat. Um, At least his friend, uh, traveling companion, this woman, did not think so.
4: So, alternate character as well. Yes, robot! I'm not a robot, I'm actually magic. Uh, But why do we care (laughs) about this unsavory fellow?
1: Let's just say that the Pathfinder Society has an, an interest in this, just as your uh, sort of dealings in this are uh, unknown to me. Uh, we, we, we'd rather keep that uh, unknown to you as well. He is an important part of our history, whether his reputation was uh, all that good or not, and finding out what happened to him on would, uh, would help would help us. That's all
3: I'll say. And you say it takes six to seven weeks of sailing to get out there? Yeah, at least that, uh, this that's time of so year. That's so long. It is, but you'll have each other and we'll bring some rum. I don't. I didn't know we were just going to be traveling for seven weeks. Especially on a boat that's called the Unsinkable. It's Called
1: the Unsinkable? Then not
3: even
6: God himself could sink <laughs> this boat. <laughs> All right, I'm not going. <laughs> that's it.
0: Six seven like, weeks sounds like a great holiday to me on a boat it'll be awesome
1: I have a question
0: I have a question
1: yes did you enjoy your stout would you like another one
0: (laughs) I enjoyed it so much so much I don't need another one I have a question that I don't think anyone asked here from what I heard What is the Pathfinder Society?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we'll have a long time to discuss that on the boat. But it's a a group of adventurers and chroniclers who like playing games with strangers in in local gaming stores.
0: (laughs) I don't quite understand
1: it, but that's the Pathfinder Society. Oh, are you talking
0: about some sort of organized play situation? Yes, yes, organized play and whatnot. Uh Uh Understood, understood. Yes, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. Time away, outside, in the air. It'll be great. And he's That's like, the spirit. masked face is just nodding around at all of you. You could learn a lot from the creepy stranger, he says to Rufus.
6: <laughs>
1: we learn from him every day, I feel. Uh, I, I, I'm getting the sense that you are not fully up to the task here. Whether it be the name of my boat or this sort of unknown mission, uh, I, there could be riches involved as well. Uh, you know, I, I know that you have something that you want to do, but uh, anything you find, uh, unless it's uh, you money know an means, artifact, money means nothing to
0: me. Well, I don't. I don't want to hear about it.
1: Means a little I'll do whatever to you, me. Say, no, no I like what you
6: say, no matter what you say. I like money too. If nothing else, perhaps oh. if we can find his grave, we could salvage his silver tongue. Sell it when we return. Oh. Well, that would
1: that would belong to the society, but we would pay you handsomely for it and other any other artifacts you may find. You will be taken care of. Uh, trust me, it's a it's a good mission, and it's it's all I have. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> this would be a short
2: season. It's the only quest I have on all hand. All right, I've got one <laughs> other mission here. Let's hear it.
1: Um, there is a Damn it This is the
3: only mission
2: (laughs) Okay (laughs) What was the Uh, name of this freaking city again? Like, I felt like I wrote it down five times I can't see it anymore It is an island
3: We're we're in Quantium, but we're going to Quantium Quantium, yes Sounds like
2: an element Um, Quantium
3: of Solus Should I buy, like Should I, like, buy some board games for the boat, or uh, Yes I'm gonna gonna get some magazines Yes, this
2: leather-gloved finger points at you (laughs) <laughs> now
0: that sounds fun.
1: Magazines,
3: board games, what kind of magazines? Uh, music magazine. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes they have tablature in them that I can practice on my loot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll pick up some. I got some... A co- I got some copies of Minstrel here. I got some copies <laughs> of, of Jester, which is not, I don't always love the stuff they have in that. Chester and Minstrel. Well, perhaps you could teach me some chords on the way when I'm not
1: driving the ship. Automaton, you are noticeably quiet over there. Have you ever been on the sea?
4: Oh, many times, many times. I'm just contemplating how I might kill kill the, the folks that we meet on Bopond, so as to effect a more perfect world.
1: Well, um, as to that, should you encounter an actual civilized society... We don't want you to do that. We need you to be discreet and tactful because you are representing us. Now, if they're just... You know, savages and, and animals and magical beasts. Go ahead, kill uh, at, at will. But if you, if there is some sort of society there, we need contact. This is a. Uh, this could be a historical day, not only for the society but uh, for the world. Should you four find some sort of life there? It's been uh, a long time since anyone's made any contact there, and there are no records. You could go down in the annals of history. <laughs>
4: What yeah, I'm find, sure that uh, uh, the unwell in the annals of history. <laughs> what if we find
1: unlife there? That's then an an odd question? No one's ever phrased a question to me like that before. Unlife? Unlife.
0: We are not far from Geb, are we?
1: Yes, the magical influence of this area could very well extend beyond the Obari Ocean. Uh, I suppose you could see some. Unlife, there, yes, and the then magical what? Sig- yes
0: Do we negotiate or Do we just kill them all?
1: Well, if there's an opportunity to parlay, I would always uh, take that. But you must defend yourself as well. Um, you know, they they may not have the best opinion of the society, so you may want to not wear that on your sleeve. That's very thoughtful, dwarf. I like your style. Comrock Blackbeard, please, will be hanging out together for weeks we're friends we use first names we kiss
0: <laughs> really yes it uh. is a long voyage <laughs> how how will we'll stay totally... warm before we go yes is there a graveyard around here
1: uh, ah yeah, there is cemetery. a cemetery uh, graveyard there is, there is a church uh, nearby a temple of uh, and Ray I believe there is a, a cemetery uh, Attached To that Did you Do you
0: excellent. have, a, do you have a, a A loved one That is interred there Possibly I'm in the market That's all Thank you <laughs> I'll keep my market business In the market
1: For a loved one Alright uh, Well let's <laughs> We do have a little time Although I would like to uh, Shove off uh, Soon It's a long journey And we'll be role playing Every single day of it You can <laughs> shove off now If you like we are,
6: you, are you Are, you, are you ready We have Amongst ourselves Oh, I misunderstood. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm not used to the maritime terminology. I thought you were speaking... No, I, we can leave when you like.
1: All right, we'll, then we'll leave at at uh, dawn tomorrow. Uh, oh. I've arranged a room for you at the the, the Slappy Inn nearby. Excellent. And uh, you can you can stay there and we'll leave at dawn. Great. Excellent. Who's dawn? I've stayed at the Slappy before. It's a real shithole. It's terrible and... Uh, <laughs> I paid for it myself. I'm kind of a retired pathfinder, uh, truth be told, so I'm 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 a pensioner at this point. But I oh. uh they would they would they would take care of me should I return to them with the knowledge that you discover. So enjoy the Slappy and um enjoy your graveyard. And it seems that this Noel doesn't quite understand what we're talking about, so make sure he knows to meet us
6: tomorrow. I'm at not dawn. sure who Don is, but I'm 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 looking forward to meeting um <laughs> Yes, we'll and I'm very glad you're keeping busy, sir. Uh, it's it's good. To, to, even in retirement, uh, keep keep active. Yes, it's hard, it's hard to let go. To you. It, it was either is. this or bag groceries. <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> you can be a greeter. You don't have to actually bag groceries. But all no, this is. We can. We have plenty of time to talk about this on the ship, which will surely be sunken by tempted gods. So <laughs> We go to your terrible inn, which you've so graciously provided us, and we shall see you with your friend Dawn in the morning and with all of this on the way.
1: So you spend the night in the slappy inn. Uh, what do you do in the graveyard? Uh, uh, he champ- is going to wait until the deepest dark of night. He's <laughs> going
2: to sneak into the graveyard. And then he is going to try
1: to exhume a body. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, all right. So the the deepest dark of night uh, falls. Uh, your companions are most likely restfully resting
4: peacefully at the Slappy Inn. Does Valvasor other mild sleep? He does not sleep. Uh, he does, however, require a period of uh we will call it recharging. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he just sits there. Uh, awake but uh you know not really doing much gotta gotta, gotta let the old they gotta let the, let the old magical juices flow
1: is it called recharging in guns and gears
4: uh, it is not called recharging it is called hold on I'm Wait, curious for like how
1: does an automaton get their spells back? They don't rest
4: yeah. I enter a period of recuperating standby a recuperating standby state for two hours. <laughs> ah, <laughs> which is similar to sleeping except you are aware of your surroundings and don't take penalties for being unconscious much like with sleeping if you go go too long without entering standby state you become fatigued and can't recover until you enter your standby state for two hours so for two hours I just stand there doing nothing Wow, like a refractory good, period a refractory period yes only two hours though that's pretty good um,
1: yeah. alright so Joe you, uh, do you do you have a certain way of choosing which grave you go after Yes, I try to use my senses to
0: discover the poor,
1: poor, worst buried body. The one that was buried the like, shallowest Okay. By the laziest
3: uh, I think Joe's character is going to fuck a corpse. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's <laughs> kind of trying. where he was sending the, you know, the but, signals he was sending.
3: But it's not weird because he's also a corpse. So That's true. He's also on vacation, so all the rules are off. <laughs> yeah,
1: let's <laughs> we'll see how this plays out. All right, so you uh, use your sense and you find a uh, a the a, a very poorly dug grave of a, a nun.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. oh, of course, oh.
5: really of course. haphazard work. Yeah. Um, yeah. An popular so he- nun. <laughs> popular nun.
1: <laughs> like, I'm not <laughs> digging a deep grave for her. She was uh, the guy that dug her grave was like a student of his, and she used to wrap him on the knuckles with her. Wrap <laughs> oh. him on the knuckles, and so he said, "Here's your
6: grave." And, and there you foot. go. You reap what you sow. You foot. damn nun
1: foot sticking
2: out. She's six inches below the soil. <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> Who doesn't know math
2: now? <laughs> um. Yeah, so he will he will start this surreptitious process of, uh, and now he does not need to fully exhume the body. He's just looking to get deep enough to come across some bones, and then he's just going to take some and put it in a bag, okay, in his backpack.
1: All right, so you don't have to work very hard. She uh, was very haphazardly buried. Yeah, so he, he
2: he finds some pieces and he and he like. He's keeping an eye out, pulls these bones, and then he puts them in his backpack. And I'm trying to figure out, like, how to play this. But he hears about this boat journey, and he's nervous because he feels that he has to – he feels pieces of himself fading away, basically. Mm. And he has to patch himself, essentially, up with, like – uh, it's not, like, with spirit. It's with, like, literal necrotic bone matter is what he needs to, like... It's basically his need for food is, is sort of, like, represented by that. He has to collect bones, and he has to, you know, like, once a day-ish, he has to make sure that he has stuff to, um, you know, whatever, reconfigure or r- supplant those uh, missing pieces. People bones? doesn't matter any bones could be animal bones so like he literally oh. he was thinking like he's probably gonna have to go into the bilge of the ship and get like rat bones and shit like that wow. like he just has to feast on bones essentially
4: That's dark. are yeah. nun bones considered a delicacy
2: yeah i feel like they should go like longer like they should yeah. last him
3: longer if you use nun bones do you get some of the nuns personality oh Ooh. good question good question Ooh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. is that Sister Mary? <laughs> oh, um, all
1: watch right, the so penmanship. You, <laughs> you bagged those. Sister
4: Mary Antoinette. How did you be? How did you get here? We see
1: you pulling out those those bones, and you just bag those nun bones. And we we pull up just into the moon moonlit sky, seeing you alone in this graveyard. And that transitions to a rolling sea you have been out on the ocean for weeks now it's going to take over a month to get uh, to this strangely uncharted and unknown nation of Bopon. or if there is anything known about it people aren't talking um, now I, I, we're not going to role play every single day of the boat journey although that would be oh. fun but what I, I just w- want
3: to say, I think at this point, we had that many weeks on a boat together. We're probably like so close now that we're like having very like in-depth conversations where I'm like telling Carizor, like Carazor, like I'm sure Natalie will forgive you for that if you just talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: this is what I want to see, because uh, I think it would be fun to give a little slice of life of what these days on the ship are like as the four of you get to know each other. So let's say it's day Seventeen of the journey and uh it, it, it has been pretty rough and stormy as Black Thane feared. So it hasn't been a very comfortable ride, but we'll say today is relatively calm, uh all things considered, and you're all above deck enjoying uh the nights the nice nice weather. What what is what is everybody doing? Karzor has been
5: surreptitiously throughout the voyage he's been prying out pieces of the ship uh, like foundational pieces like down below in the hull so that he can build himself a little house that he can hang out in on the deck so he's been prying out like timbers from the below below decks and when whenever like people aren't on watch he'll like go upstairs and just like he's building like this like basically a giant doghouse he can hang out in it's Like he's bored salvaging parts of the the actual ship to do yeah. this and like if the captain sees us be like what the fuck are you who's doing this like the, the ship could sink these are these are important pieces of the boat <laughs> that someone is prying away and using please stop doing this and no one knows who's doing it it's <laughs> just <So, laughs> this mystery
1: aboard yeah. a ship with nine people on it yep Kumrak, his crew, and the four of you.
4: Oh, did we get to meet the crew?
1: Um, yes, but they're all napping now because it's, it's the sea is calm. I just want to say, say when my, my character is
3: very friendly and would be on first name basis with every single crew member.
4: <laughs> yes. Uh, well, then and you, you would, know. And by now, I think we know a lot about their dating histories and their children. Yes. And- some cases, their grandchildren, what their grandchildren do, and I would yeah. like to—I would like to hear about it. Well, who they're going had, home
2: to, who they're eager to return to, all that kind of stuff. They've
1: had their a rough, dreams. They've had a rough go of it, and so that's why they all happen to be sleeping right now while the sea is calm, because they know when the night comes, uh, so does the the stormy sea. Um, but soon we'll talk about them for them. so tonight in game time. T- Probably. Okay. Probably. Uh, And, you know, they're they're just as stymied as Kumrock as to who is stealing pieces of the boat and making a makeshift doghouse (laughs) below deck. Um, I don't know who this would be. I think the ship is haunted. That's my guess. (laughs) What is Balthazar the Mild doing?
4: uh, Balthazar the Mild is uh, giving haircuts to the crew members one by one and healing their ailments. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, they all and have also scurvy. selecting his next victim.
1: That's really uncomfortable. <laughs> this is like a uh, Dexter sort of character, basically. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> Let me just heal
1: you. And, uh, what are your most vulnerable areas? Oh, this is an interesting scar. What happened here? <laughs> Do you mind filling out this survey with a list of your greatest fears? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm asking this question not not for any pointed reason, but. If we were to extract your bowels and decorate the ship with them and your blood, would there be any kind of irregularity that we would need to know about?
1: They're all very uncomfortable around you, but they're also afraid, and so they let you cut their hair and cure their scurvy. <laughs> uh,
4: I cut their hair with my scythe, my, with my sickle attachment, by the way. <laughs> uh, what about Rufus of Opara and uh,
3: your dragon idol fleck Velf- Velflect? Frec- Velflex and Bob, Bob. Don't say its name. I'm sorry, I can't let it out again. <laughs> does he just come out every once in a while? Like you
1: constantly he does summoning idols. Come out, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Only in
3: times of direst need, or if I'm playing a really big show.
0: Velthrex <laughs>
3: Bob, you'd understand. He's the. He's the scourge of Casimir. You cannot let him out. (laughs) No, I have been telling people to stop asking me to let out the dragon. Just stop asking because I'm not going to do it. And I've been practicing some new songs. They had dog heads and they left him from dead on the island of (laughs) (laughs) Bopar. This sounds like shit! <laughs> and I throw my loot. Then I knock a bunch of food off the table. And, get, <laughs> and I go and I sulk on one end of the boat. <laughs> I think he
6: might be the one
0: that's
3: taking pieces of the
6: boat and making a doghouse. I think it too. I think that's who I suspect.
1: <laughs> what about old Champ Kindly? Champ is...
2: Uh, I think inspired by Skid, I think rather than waking up on a ship, I think maybe what's happening is as he walked around the ship, he started to get these like almost instinctual responses to certain daily ship like routines or activities. And it's like he like knew how to set a sail knot, you know what I mean? Or like he knew how to like drop some rigging in, in one area and was just like,
0: how do I know how to do that?
2: Like he's, I think, remembering something about his former life, and um, when everybody else is napping downstairs, like he has ingratiated himself and sort of deflected questions about his strange appearance or his constantly masked face by, you know, just sort of passing it off as being an injury, uh, burn injury, or or some such, and by offering to help, and uh, I think that now he is like they're napping because he is steering the ship he's literally steering the boat and is like competent at it and he doesn't know why it's sort of like he's looking up at the main mast, looking up at the flag and he knows like from where the wind is and the angle that he's at and he's just like tacking through the ocean
5: this is great it's like pirates of the caribbean (laughs)
1: yeah yeah Exactly, like, I wonder if he was a
4: pirate of the Caribbean! He was!
1: (laughs) I must say, champ, you've been a great help to me on the journey thus far. I normally don't trust my crew. You woke up.
0: Yes, well, I've,
1: I, I. I. I was going to back
0: this early. I thought you were uh, coming back
1: tonight. It's old, old habits. I don't trust my crew to steer the ship as long as I've let you, but you seem to have, uh. taken a shine to it, and, uh. you've stayed on course, and I. I appreciate it. Perhaps, uh. there's room on my crew for you, should you return alive from this nation.
0: Yes, uh, I'd be interested in that. Perhaps I could work the bilge.
1: I'm not, not sure this. what that is, but, uh. It's Are like you coming most, on to me? Jack? <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like the most disgusting possible place to work, but it's like it keeps him out of the sun and close to the rats, so he'd be happy with
1: it. I always say if you want to get a dwarf off, you got to
4: work the bilge. <laughs> <laughs> that something's been around for. 4,000 years There's a
1: uh, plaque Above the door To his cabin That reads <laughs> that
4: right. It's very uncomfortable A little off color But
1: the, the crew like it it's... Did you read the plaque Anyhow Well You're all great And I like you better Than my crew Who are Still sleeping uh, So
2: I would also say At this point I, I'm not sure How far we're in like um, before, I'm not sure how far we were before we met Kumrock, mm-hmm. but definitely by this point, weeks in, like Jared was saying, you know, he's, he's half joking about like how close we're getting, but like we're definitely getting close. And I would, I would venture to say that they all know that Champ is a skeleton. You know, what I, mean? yeah. like, I think Karzor yeah. knew before we even had that initial meeting because he, when he can get like time away from the crew, is just like,
0: oh, thank God. <sighs> <laughs> like pulls those wrappings
2: <laughs> off because they just drive him nuts. Uh, so but I yeah, love you, that he thinks like, that he's s- still pulling the wool over everyone else. Yeah, outside. exactly. Yeah. It would be amazing if, like, the whole crew knows he's a skeleton.
4: Yeah, every night, every, every day he goes down to the village and we're like, so, so, Champ is a skeleton, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's
3: a skeleton, yeah, definitely, right? definitely. Yeah, I assumed that he would. He was. Just, the crew he has been talking about don't, it. Absolutely. I'm an expert in know. deception. <laughs> yeah.
1: He hasn't eaten
6: anything. Um. He pretends to eat it's, Which is weird It just sort of falls to the floor <laughs> well, And we it pick does. it up afterwards <laughs> He doesn't even know how to pretend like it's, he's so He has no concept of it at all like
4: it's, No, it's, guess, it's actually the least convincing deception I've ever seen
1: Yeah, it's completely ineffective I, it... <laughs> Well, between you and me This is why I want him to join my crew He's a terrible steersman But uh, we've save <laughs> saved so much on not buying food <laughs> that's, that's true that's true.
6: <laughs> don't play, tell what, him that. It'll Between him and uh, the the robot, the magical robot. Yeah. It's a lot less food. That is a lot less hard all. attack.
4: Do you think I should offer to give Champ a haircut just to see how he squirms?
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> what? Yeah, see him try to pretend. That'd be interesting.
2: Um. Uh, oh, my God. Just on my head. What was I just going
1: to say?
6: Shit.
2: Uh, I lost it. Go ahead, continue.
1: I was going to say the days pretty much go on similar to that. Every day is exactly like
5: that one. (laughs) Wow! And after (laughs) we're we're all completely insane at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Does every
2: I I have to know?
4: And every day Balthazar offers to give Champa a haircut. Every day (laughs) Does, does Rufus ever finish the song?
3: Uh. No, he's working on a couple different tunes, and uh, he gets fru- he gets frustrated a lot. A lot of times, like he'll start drinking while he's writing the song, and then uh, he's pretty drunk like an hour later, and he's not really able to work at his top of his game. Um, so you know, he's less of a musician and more of a uh, uh, asshole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Got it got (laughs) lying on ship passed out with a jester magazine sprawled out and a nudie (laughs) mag tucked inside of it uh so i remember what i was gonna say i wanted to
2: shout out our friend of the show sergeant farva who in the in the character creation episode was like hey does anyone notice the skinny guy never goes to the bathroom? <laughs> I was like that that's a good line and that's exactly like where you guys are at it's like he never eats and he never goes to the bathroom. What's up he's with this skeleton, skeleton,
3: right? I think he's a skeleton. He the skeleton. Although right? on the other hand, it is weird if you are noticing that whether people go to the bathroom or not. Like yeah. yeah. I've been waiting. Like, I've been Hey, Rufus went to around. the bathroom 3 times today. Does that seem like a yeah. lot to you guys? Someone yeah. with a book, one of the crew members. <laughs> it's <laughs> got like a little ledger he keeps that's three today <laughs> everything everything flowing okay <laughs> wayne uh all
1: right so the days are all exactly alike um and after several weeks of sailing over the obari ocean on the unsinkable maybe somebody says land ho and you can all vaguely see through the mist because it's uh, from the squall and the fog you can vaguely see through the mist uh, an island in the distance and the waves are out of control uh this this day that we're picking up on now is much different than the day we just role played like the boat is practically going horizontal uh every couple minutes with the the waves and the wind water is, is coming into the boat uh it's awful and uh black thing <laughs> wait wait, wait is- hold, hold on we just gonna throw a wild guess out there
2: He's going to have to drop us on the part of the island where we have to trek across. You know, it's funny you mention that. Oh, no way. No way. He yells out, it's
1: just as I expected. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the seas are too turbulent to bring the ship around to the far side. But... I, there's a, I know there's a beach up ahead That we can land close enough to You'll have to cross uh, the island by land While I wait out the storm But I promise I, along with the unsinkable and my crew We will meet you on the far side of the island uh, once the weather clears I, I assume you'll be there for some time uh, but, uh, we'll say like a, a, a week, a week should be enough uh, I would assume the, the storms will, will find time in the next seven days To be able to swing the boat around But time is of the essence, uh, I need you to, to go. I'll bring you into the beach. Cool? Cool. We just wait to see if the weather clears up.
3: We're yes. going to be going already, around there anyway. We've been out here seven weeks already, like another week. Another like, week's you know?
4: not a problem. We're no, well, a wonderful I mean, time we're running out of rations I'm
1: sorry you keep, can't do it you have to get out get on the de- boat and they I know just pushing you <laughs> get out the fucking boat uh.
0: <laughs> so uh,
1: he uh, uh we he, deboat. you deboat and he yells remember to work
0: the bill." <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh you you take a little dinghy uh, a disposable dinghy to the shore <laughs> <laughs> you crumple it up and throw it away after you're done and uh, you just stand on this coast of Bopan it's a straight somber coast that faces a, a mist shrouded ocean you can barely make out the unsinkable now as it shoves off uh, into deeper waters will you ever see Black Blackthain again uh, part
6: of you hopes not not after him. what
1: I did to that boat. He's a weird guy, and uh, it was an uncomfortable journey. You look up ahead, and but, there are reddish... I was reddish... hoping
4: to vivisect a second mate.
1: <laughs> you look up ahead... A second? A second? You already vivisected the, the first, first mate? The
4: first mate would be an unsuitable sacrifice.
1: <laughs> you look up ahead, and there are reddish trails of earth, visible... Uh, through the dark green foliage of bushes and creepers that trail along the low cliffs. Uh, There's a chain of jutting jagged rocks standing out from the waves, uh, like remnants, perhaps, of a a wall breached by the sea. When you look inland, uh, it's just vast primeval jungles casting their shadow uh, towards the uh, eternally toiling waves at your back, the only way to do anything is to go through. So this is so freaking
2: awesome. This is like, did anybody read the lost city of Z? They made a movie no. of it, which sucked. I heard I didn't see it. Did you? No. It's so good. I highly recommend it. But it is. It is a it's a nonfiction story. It's like a dude who's like a New Yorker writer. David Grant, right? Yeah, sure. I I think that does sound familiar. He basically is doing research on this explorer that went missing in the Amazon a hundred years ago.
5: Oh, yeah. Okay. Actually, I did did see the movie.
2: Yeah. And he's just doing research on this. And then he just gets obsessed. And he goes to try to find out what happened to this guy a hundred years ago in the Amazon. And it's just like a true story about like so much. It's just so cool. And so, you know, to have the premise or set up be like a silver-tongued famous old explorer like vanished in these fo- in these forests and he was better yeah. than anyone at doing this so like if he didn't make it how are you going to make it this is yeah. awesome
3: yeah we're only level 3 i don't know how we're going to yeah exactly I like this i doubt the- he was level 3 <laughs> well two of us, us don't charisma and was
2: a dump stat
3: what <laughs> was what was uh Troy, what was um selmius's level <laughs> he was he was yeah, maxed you- out to level 20 and um, what was his
1: uh, class and archetype? He was a bard. No, uh, you don't know. This is so. What's so weird about It's like they're trying to find find out information about a guy that seems to be pretty unliked by his closest, <laughs> his traveling companions and confidants. Um, but there is there's something important here, um, important enough that they're sending this ragtag band of mercenaries to do their dirty work for them. Yeah, yeah exactly.
4: Have you considered the possibility that we've been dropped on this island to be a, a ritual sacrifice for its uh, presence here? That, in a long line of ritual sacrifices?
6: Uh, that had not occurred to me. That's a real downer. <laughs> I, I don't think we should think that way. That's opening a can of worms I don't want to deal with right now. You, you just concentrate on finding one of those dog faced people and cutting them open and playing around in their guts. That should keep your
0: spirits
4: up. I do have many years of expertise in that field.
0: Good. Great. Oh, um, um, thank God.
4: And uh, and Champ
2: is just pulling all the straps off of his face and his mask off. And, and it's,
0: oh, <laughs> all right, I'm ready.
2: Oh, and
4: Champ. He pulls a bow off of his <laughs> You're back. a
0: skeleton.
4: I <laughs> uh, have oh. no idea.
0: Well, I already told you that. What is your memory short-circuiting or something? <laughs> Who are you? I'm, I'm Champ. It's Champ the Skeleton. We met him earlier. Champ the Skeleton. We spent oh, you're seven weeks skeleton. together. a I have no <laughs>
6: idea. Small
4: <laughs> no, no, no idea.
1: All right. Um, Does anyone want to do anything to sort of do anything to prepare themselves mentally, physically, emotionally before entering the dense jungle, or you just want
5: to start trudging? Can I just uh, do a survival check to see if there are any tracks of any anything notable around the beach where we are for sure look Balthazar I think
0: you are all very comfortable with me being a skeleton but the crew couldn't know they couldn't find out they would freak out they wouldn't accept me
3: the crew knew you were a skeleton <laughs> <laughs> Rufus Moparra says
0: <laughs> yeah. and then his skeleton face just turns all teeth what <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
3: uh, everyone knew it was yeah it was... Jared thank you that was the
2: perfect amount of time to wait to respond it was, <laughs> yeah, was... the ex- exact
0: exact
2: amount of time to
0: wait
2: mathematically mathematical precision if comedy was mathematics you, you solved that equation
3: <laughs> timing timing <laughs>
1: uh, give me that survival check Oh, I I shall roll myself uh, 22 22, you look around Maybe some animal tracks uh, Thankfully all small You don't see any large animal tracks No carcasses or anything um, but Certainly no Tracks of uh, A bipedal Human Or anything like that
6: Nothing dangerous. And thank God no fucking sandpipers. He
3: rises up out of the sand and says,
0: <laughs>
6: let
3: us go. Um, I'm going to pull my crossbow, and I'm going to uh, try to get in between the bigger guys that fight hand-to-hand. So behind Karazor, in between Karazor and Champ, maybe?
2: Okay. Uh, um, yeah, so I think... Yeah, for this, looking at this dense jungle, I think that, um, yeah, I think that Champ is going to start by, by slinging his um, his longbow on his back. He's sh- sheathing it on his back, and he's going to go with a a sword and shield into you know oh, into okay. the jungle. So he pulls out this small steel shield and a short sword, and just like. Starts walking through using the shield to kind of push away the
1: initial. So, this, this is interesting. You and Balthazar, you don't bleed, right?
4: I do not bleed.
1: What happens when you take damage? You just
4: get like dented? I guess so. I can be healed and in you the same way. And you get chipped. <laughs> Joe, you get chipped?
2: <laughs> yes, you get chipped away. You also, um, your life force is represented by a negative, an unlife force. It, which is also can be damaged it can yeah. be strained to the point of snapping your connection to whatever power is keeping you alive so you know it's it's sort of you know the 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 collapsibility allows me to to think that you know just chipping away it, it can't be the only thing because he can collapse into a pile of bones and then reform it's all about chipping away at that energy that's holding it all together you know and eventually
1: it could snap
4: if that's you, what they say when fighting a skeleton aim for the stuff in between the bones yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so this is interesting. So you guys kind of just enter this jungle, and yeah. there there are no like trodden paths to follow. So you're really kind of just like hacking are away,
4: bivouacking.
1: I don't, bivouacking. I, I don't ever know hear what that
2: bivouacking word. means. That's not the I, right word. Bivouacking is setting up like a shelter in the jungle. Okay.
4: Yeah. Uh, okay. I just like the words. So I would I, like to bivouac. It is a great word. That is a it's word a great, you don't hear often enough. It's
2: a great, word. I only think of Small World. Yes. I, I want to play bivouacking elves.
1: Bivouac. Right <laughs> bivouacking skeletons. Yeah. Uh, there's skeletons in Small World. sure uh, Webster divines bivouac as stay in a temporary camp without cover. Um, okay. I, You're talking Speaking about... Bivouac. Well, We're it's, fun, it's like a machete. You're hacking through
2: the brush, hacking through the brush. Yeah, you're
1: hacking through. You can, you know, it's, it's not so whacking. thick that you're... Yeah, Bushwhacking. 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 Yeah, yeah, bush it's would, not so out of control that you're like every step of the way, but it's it's nasty enough that you sometimes you'll have to use your shield to push it out of the way or your arms or whatever you have in your hand for a weapon. Um, it's just, it's uncomfortable. And, and, and made all the more creepy and uncomfortable by the fact that you have no idea where you're going or if there is a where really just truly exploring uncharted uh terrain. And so you're a couple hours in and it's it's pretty brutal going through this mess. You can see why no one has any sense of what life, if any, exists here because if, if the only way to really sail here is to get dropped off and go through, the, the brush is pretty awful. And, and the red clay earth that continues from the beach all the way in, it's, it's dotted throughout by several shallow pools, many of which, uh, contain swarms of practically invisible, like biting mites that seem to oh. constantly be at you so you don't even see them you just feel them uh, crawling on your skin your bones or your metal
3: um, what do they eat when they can't get gnoll <laughs> <laughs> These are the same mites we encountered at the mattresses at the Slappy Hotel. <laughs> so that you place may have brought terrible. these
5: mites along with you,
3: wasn't yeah. it? We've um, introduced
5: them into this new habitat. To, to, see, to, kill, to, kill, to kill all the invasive There
1: should have been a guy on the beach like, are you bringing any uh, species yeah. of mites? <laughs> he smuggled them through customs. Sorry, sir, we're going to have to check your <laughs> premises. <laughs> You'll have to leave your mites here on the beach. Uh, do any, no one has alchemical tools or any sort of craft alchemy, right? All right. So no. you don't have the ability to build any repellent for these things. Um, but everybody roll either a, a a nature check or a survival check to try and avoid these areas that are, are most heavily dotted with these pools or uh, a medicine check to try and like help uh, treat the bites. Uh, so you need to have healers tools to do that as well.
4: Please um, allow me to heal your mite bites.
1: But everyone, roll a uh, one of those three checks: nature, survival, or medicine. As long as you have healer's tools. Uh, can, uh, can I a... follow an expert? Uh, no, you need to roll an individual check. I mean, of a... the expert is like you. Sorry, Jared. Y- y- you you still roll I rolled the
3: check. A... <laughs> I roll the. Rolled a... okay. uh, <laughs> follow sorry, the expert. Okay. Follow the expert. Just being. A, okay. Go ahead. my question
2: is is anyone an expert in any of those things because I'm untrained in all three of those skills and so I I have you know no bonus so I'm just curious if I can because you said like you know pick
1: paths that would avoid these like I could just follow somebody to do that or have you know have somebody with medicine tell you what to do Um, the ally must be at least an expert in that skill and be willing to provide assistance while following the expert you may match their tactic or attempt similar skill checks oh so uh, is anyone an expert in nature survival or medicine no no. Okay. trained, So you're just flat cool. rolling. And that's probably expected at this level. Um, so, Jerry, okay. did you roll yet?
3: I did, <laughs> and I think I probably failed. I'm only trained in nature, and I rolled a 12. A 12 in nature, okay. Um, champ?
2: I rolled... What did you get there, champ? <laughs> <laughs> I rolled survival, and I rolled a
1: 15. Okay. Uh, what about... Karazor. Uh, Karazor got a 21. 21 for Karazor. Okay. And uh, Balthazar the Mild. 18 for medicine. 18 uh, for medicine. So, unfortunately, with two of you failing uh, and two of you succeeding, it's not enough. Like, that, this is really harrying you guys uh, as you go through this. Uh, so much so that you all take 11 points of piercing damage, which is oh, just sort of like
0: uh, cumulative
1: oh, damage of going through this. Um, and now... Uh, even the skeleton? Even the skeleton? Yeah, it's just like... By, ah, God! Um, who who rolled... Sorry. I, what did you roll, Skid? Uh, 21. 21. All right, so Jared and Joe, give me also a fortitude save. Is this... Um,
2: At a minus two. It- is this against a disease or poison? Uh, no.
3: At a minus two, I yeah, have rolled I don't, a f- I don't believe you. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Trust me. At a minus two, I have rolled a 14. Okay. Um, I... No, no. Uh, okay. So we're mining...
2: It's just total minus two. So that's a 25 for me.
1: Okay, so fortitude save minus two is a 25. All right, so you're okay, but Rufus of Opara is not used to being in this sort of area, and he uh, is, does not only take that 11 points of damage, he's also drained one. Oh, man. these bodies No. Really?
2: No. <laughs> All right, so Troy, how would this interact with Champs' lay on hands? Yeah. I, well, I should say, touch of corruption. Sorry. Touch of corruption, yeah. So, he feeling this th- these things chipping away at his life energy, his unlife energy, he can restore unlife. that with a touch. So, is this like, uh, you know, is this just, the 11 points of damage is representing hours of exposure to this? Is that sort yeah, of the idea? Yeah,
1: so, you know, I can sort of lift the veil here. There's a little bit of a minigame, John, going on here uh, as you are dealing with sort of the roughs of the jungle. Um, you know, if you were to try and uh, linger and start treating wounds or something, that would slow things down to the point we would have to keep rolling uh, these checks and keep taking damage. So something quick. If you had someone that could do a burst heal, you everyone would get that 11 points back. Um, but where you have something that you can do to yourself, you can do that, but your your companions wouldn't yeah. be able to... Uh,
4: okay, sounds I'll good. So I'm going to mitigate that damage. Yeah, Balthazar is going to do battle medicine on himself. Okay. And battle medicine, it takes how long? Uh, it's a single action.
1: Okay. If it's a single yeah, action. Yeah,
4: but just be
2: careful with that because I, you can only do that once in 24 hours. Yeah. If I'm exactly. not mistaken.
3: Yep.
4: Yeah. So- I can do it on any of you, actually. Um, yeah. Well, treating wounds is 10 minutes. Battle medicine. Now, assuming we don't want to stop. Battle medicine is six seconds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you could battle medicine uh, everyone?
4: In yeah. like six seconds, six seconds, six seconds? And then we'd be immune, but then, yeah, everyone would be immune to it for 24 hours. Okay, as long as it
1: takes six seconds, uh, you're welcome to to roll those three checks. And Joe, you lay on hands.
4: All right, so it's DC 15. Does everyone want it, or? Uh... Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. All right. Uh, and I'll well, while myself. he's doing that, I'll just talk to, uh,
2: uh, I'll just talk to Karser. Oh, my. Sla- slapping at these mites. This is probably, oh, sorry, go ahead.
4: Well, I rolled a natural 19 for myself.
2: Wow! So, so is that a crit? Uh, did
4: you get 25? You just need 25. No, I got 24. I got <sighs> plus five in medicine, but I got, I so I and then I rolled a a natural one, a natural two, and a natural five. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: great! Oh my god, the natural one is that's yeah. You full actually, does damage.
4: Yeah, does it really when you fail on the medicine? Check? Yeah, oh, I don't a
2: hundred percent know on battle medicine, but it definitely treat wounds. It is. It says who, who
3: did you do the natural one to?
4: Well, I correspond. I, I rolled corresponding to your vaguely to your shirt colors. So uh, uh, unfortunately, Skid, you are the one who <laughs> are I do it, me. On. I do. I had it a blue hurt. dye, a black dye, and an orange dye. But both you. Uh,
1: it's I, I I can't tell if it works as treat. You can patch up wounds as is said with the same. It is treat it's wounds. Yeah, it is treat, treat wounds.
4: wounds. All right, same. so
1: poor Karazor takes how many points?
4: To- the two d eight is it? I think it is. It's just it's just a run over the, where the check would be. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think so. it's good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Balthazar tri- Balthazar patches himself up and restores. Oh no, it's one d eight. It's one d eight. One d eight. Three yeah. points of damage. Skip.
6: Okay. Ah, what the hell are you doing? <laughs>
4: Sorry. <laughs> are you sure you're a barber? <laughs> <laughs> Balthazar was trying to like Do 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 it a little quickly And he just yanked out Some of Karazor's fur
6: <laughs> That was my favorite Part of my fur
4: And, <laughs> now, and now it's mine
1: So poor Karazor so I put it in
4: a compartment In my chest God,
1: <laughs> It just strange. opens up zzz, zzz, <laughs> zzz, This little compartment Poor Karazor is down 14 points But uh, The rest of you Was there any other Critical failures? No any other
4: failures? Oh, everyone was a failure but me. Um, okay, so
1: you get 2d8, and then uh, Champ gets his lay on hands. Uh, but uh, poor Rufus and... Uh, touch of Corruption. Karazor, excuse me, Touch of Corruption are in bad shape. Well, you find that things are getting worse because you struggle along the ground itself uh, appears to be pretty treacherous. There's seems to be thousands of tiny shards of... Uh, what looks like obsidian lodged in the clay ground that's covered by leaves and branches. So uh, the, your footing is treacherous everywhere you go, and you try to feel like you're walking around it, but it's 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 very very difficult to have to avoid having these shards uh, slice into your feet. Um, everyone either roll acrobatics or athletics to try and make use of the trees, rocks, and vines to navigate past all of this or uh, survival or even thievery to try and clear a path through.
4: Okay. Balthazar rolls a 25 acrobatics. Oh God. 25 acrobatics. Uh, <laughs> Champ
2: kindly rolls a 28 acrobatics. Ooh. Whoa.
3: Absolutely crushed. He's rolling uh,
2: really well, R- really well
3: rufus of opara rolls poorly again a, a uh, 10 total on his uh thievery skill and so he goes ah this obsidian just jacked up my foot <laughs> 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 I'm so jacked
5: uh what about you karzor uh, i got a natural 20 on my athletics
1: wow Okay, so even though Rufus maybe being drained one is just making things more difficult for old Rufus, but thankfully your team uh, is able to chart a safe path and avoid this and no one takes any damage. You get through these uh, this section of the jungle that seems to be plagued by these strange obsidian shards in the ground. Uh, you've been traveling for about five hours or so now. Could I do... That was five
3: um, hours? I have so much fewer hit points. <laughs> <laughs> What do you say, Joe? Um, I wanted to do
2: a check to see if that seemed intentional, or if it seemed like a natural formation. You know, if that seemed like a trap of some kind. You know, like somebody trying to lay something to damage people as they're coming in.
1: You can do perception.
2: Um. Okay. Uh, twenty-one. I mean, he's rolling. Wow. Really
1: well. Um. Yeah. No, you think it's just like uh, a, a natural occurrence from the, you know, the, the way that the land doesn't seem to be uh, very well used. These, these rocks and the, the precipitation are just, they're kind of growing up in a way that if it, the ground was more walked over, it wouldn't be sharp like this. That stuff would eventually dull over time. So it doesn't seem to be a trap. Got it. Or purposefully placed. Um, yeah, five hours or so, you're in, you're way deeper in. Luckily, the the shallow pools of the mites seem to have uh, abated and the sharp undergrowth uh, has gone away. But now you find yourself in a section of the jungle, which is surrounded with these patches of trees that you can't get too close to because they have these thorny protrusions all sticking out of the bark. And each of these thorns has these like tiny fist-sized pumpkin-like fruit hanging from them. And as you start walking through, the pumpkins just start falling at irregular intervals from the trees and detonating when they hit the ground. That's amazing. (laughs) So as you're walking through, you've got to kind of like dodge these uh, out of the way to not be hit by the shrapnel from these exploding little pumpkins. So you can either roll acrobatics to try to dive for cover or nature to notice the presence of one of these shrapnel trees and give it a wide berth. (laughs) <laughs> that is so cool Just nature's grenade traps That's right I love it like, It's like I the know. 4th of July out here Yeah, because uh, there are still regular trees around And so you can't tell until you're like too close That like, oh fuck, there's one of those trees, run! Um, so acrobatics or nature? Joe, you're doing a, a happy dance I'm starting to like champ kindly right
2: now <laughs> 25 acrobatics 25 for the champ
0: The tramp
1: is here (laughs) Uh, Balthazar the Mild
4: Balthazar the Mild rolled a 21
1: 21 for Balthazar the Mild Uh, Karazor are you acrobatical
5: or nature I acrobatical and I I rolled another natural 20 Whoa
3: Whoa! (laughs) And is Rufus just sucking again just covered (laughs) in pumpkin grenades 23 this time Nice That was good work these roughneck pumpkins, man! I'm like, getting out of their way.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, well, that is uh, maybe you've uh, you've started to figure out this jungle a little bit better, and you're able to uh, avoid getting hurt at all. So while the those mites uh, bothered all of you, some worse than others, uh, you've seemed to have navigated this section of the jungle. And about six or so hours in, six and a half hours. Uh, everybody, give me a perception check. Natural one.
2: Oh, there it is. Coming back down. Uh,
4: 18 for champ. 22 for Balthazar.
1: 22 for Balthazar. Uh, Rufus, did you tell me? 18. Okay, 18. All right, so Balthazar, you see it right away, and Rufus, you see it seconds later. There looks to be uh, a body lying on the ground, uh, but very, very thin. Uh, it's it's hard to tell, and it looks like, though although faded um, from whatever sun could find its way through the canopy of trees overhead, looks like it was wearing what was once colorful clothing.
4: Oh, look Sam. at that—a body. Oh, a body.
2: Where? Yeah. And Champ starts like moving forward as like a hunger just triggers in him, uh, and. He will move, like, right up to it. Uh, You move Uh, up to it. He will move.
1: uh, Yeah, no, he'll just, yeah, I'll just move up to it. Move up to it, and you get maybe this sick sense, maybe a (laughs) skeletal hard-on. You
5: feel something in your bones. (laughs) You feel something in your bones
1: uh, as you realize that this isn't a body. This is a skeleton. The skeletal remains of some creature. Yes. Uh, It looks like there was maybe a snare trap that caught this person. And they got lodged there and never got out, starved to death, and died. Uh, Wait, let me check.
2: He leans down over it. Hello? Hello?
1: It doesn't respond.
0: Buddy, You
1: are you all right?
0: It, it still doesn't respond. <laughs> all right, I think it's just a dead one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: um,
2: so we found, start to, we
3: found Selmius. We did it. We did it. He'll so set down. down
2: his shield and short sword like right on the ground next to him and start, like, peeling off the fabric of the clothes and opening it up to uh, see if there's anything in the pockets or
1: any jewelry or rings or amulets, anything like that. So you start searching through this body's very strange clothing. Um, although faded looks like nice, like opulent, perhaps maybe there is or was some sort of civilization here. And you find a few interesting things. You find a adventurer's pack, um, you find uh, these little vials with liquid inside, half a dozen of them. Uh Ooh. But the last thing that you find uh, is a single coin. And it's a coin. If you hold it up and all of you look at it, it's it's something none of you have ever seen. You've seen most of the currency uh, throughout Galarian, I would assume. Uh, Some of you have seen... currency that goes back thousands of years at this point.
4: Thousands and thousands of years.
1: (laughs) But none of you recognize the face that's on this coin, which is that of a man with long ears and what looks like a magnificent wig. (laughs) (sighs) What? Like a dog face. And we'll see you next week.
0: Okay. Break it open. Is mystery wide open, baby! Is We're it. getting to the jungle!
6: <laughs> we got, got Dominic coins! We've got ancient coins. We got
2: ancient
0: <laughs> coins! Oh man, that's good. Wow, getting ideas. I'm liking this! I like this.